Hey everyone, welcome back. It's been a while, but super excited to be back and uh, dropping some episodes on the next stage. Uh, this was a super exciting episode. I was super stoked to have on uh, Tyler Hamilton. It was really cool. I met Tyler. Uh, he asked me to be on his podcast a few months ago, and we had an amazing conversation. I loved what he had to say. I loved everything. He kind of his spirit, his vibe, his personality. He has this very calm and relaxed uh, you know, personality. And then he told me that he dived into meditation. And that was a conversation I was super eager to have. And so called him up on this episode and asked him a lot about his meditation and other great things. We had a great conversation. Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. Hey, Tyler. Hey, TJ. How's it going? It's going good, man. How you doing? Good. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm going to chuck some uh, head. So I can't see you, right? Yeah, no, this is just audio. Cool. Yeah, man, it's been great. I've been, like, uh, it's just a super easy platform. Um, yeah, I like it. It's perfect. It's you know, perfect. I just wanted to start it. I feel like that's kind of the hardest part with anything is just starting. And I felt like, all right, I don't want to put too much thought into it of, Oh, I need to have it video. I need to, you know, a lot of times we overthink of like, oh, we need to have this before we do something. Absolutely. And I was like, you know what? I, and I also felt like um, the reason I wanted it, you know, to be pretty raw and I keep it pretty unedited as well, you know, because I wanted people to just see that, you know, this is, un, it's just unfiltered, you know, we filter so yeah. much of already what we do with our life you know, with social media and we're always filtering things and always, always adding onto it or creating onto it to make it appeal better than it is. I feel like sometimes to the oh, masses. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I just felt like this was a great way to, you know, basically work on the art of conversation and, you know, just doing a podcast. So. Yeah, it's great. <clears throat> you know, TJ, I've listened to a bunch of your, um, episodes and yeah i think you're doing an awesome job and and uh tyler as well tyler williams yeah 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 um, man. i listened to, to, to david do your one with david miller and i just listened to um this guy uh mateo jorgensen oh he, he's impressed you know i'm glad and i'm so glad you <clears throat> had him on your podcast because i didn't know i was like who is this guy where did he come from and i listened to your podcast and it's all right there and like <clears throat> what a great story uh and yeah like like you were saying in your podcast like he's incredibly um mature wise and mature for you know such a youngster yeah what do you feel like you i mean when you listen to that podcast and you listen to what he's done where he's at at the age he is and the risks he took i mean back then i felt like that was you know during your time early 90s it was almost like you you had to do that where now there's kind of comfort with action or other American, you know, there's, there's a lot of comfort and yeah. he chose <clears throat> this very uncomfortable route, the very untraditional yes. route. And I just think it's, it, I mean, and it's worked incredibly and he's had a great, great time with Movistar and uh, it's oh, been yeah. fun watching him develop and he's so young and it's been fun because I've known him since he was just a super young kid, 
I met his brother first and because uh, his brother was a year older than me. And so we knew his brother and everything. So it's great having Tyler and I where we kind of know that younger generation. And, yeah. you yeah. know, you can kind of and it'll be great to Tyler. He's been so busy right now. Uh, he's been crushing it. I don't know if you've been keeping up to date with what Legion's been up to, but they've just been crushing it. And uh, they just finished a training camp and they've just been doing so many cool things. I know they just, Tyler just won a race this last weekend. Oh, he did? Nice. Yeah. Nice. So in, in California? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did an opening race this weekend. And cool. so that's so cool to, you know, have him you know, be doing that. I need to get it. We need to get him back on. Uh, I know he wanted to yeah. get uh, some other young riders that we know uh, on the episode, but I was so excited to, you know, kind of have this conversation with you um, and call you up because I loved our last conversation on your podcast. Um, and that I, was great. It was I so fun. That. It yeah. was so yeah. fun. Yeah. I feel like I know you TJ, although I really don't not so well, at least, you know, I've never met you face to face. I don't believe. No, we've never met. But, I've, I've seen yeah. you. I remember seeing you racing that tour of Utah uh, with Rock Racing, and just but yeah. just being a spectator and just seeing the kit and jersey and uh, you know, and it was so cool to. I, that's another thing I've loved about doing this podcast is it's allowed me to open the door to talk to people that otherwise you might not have a reason to talk to or they sure. might not have a reason to talk to you. So it kind of gives you that, you know, that opening that door to then these opportunities where, you know, you then having conversations with David Miller or yourself or, oh, yeah. you know, like yeah. the last podcast I did with uh, Jeff Van Duren, he's, his family owns, you know, the largest, you know, farming, you know, for basically, you know, herbs and stuff like spices and all that in the U S. So it's pretty, Oh, wow. Interesting wow. getting these people on that I usually w would probably not talk to right now. And yeah. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, and I appreciate you uh, helping me out. You know, after we did our podcast, I, uh, a, a kid that I coach here in Missoula, he was he and his family were down in St. George and you were kind enough to take him out for a bike ride. Oh, man. He was he was he was so happy. That was he was so happy. That, so, that, that, thank, thank you. Thank you. Man, no problem. Are you yeah. kidding me? That was so fun. That's such a funny story. Because um, when you hit me up to do that, I was thinking this kid was going to be like 15 or 16 because you're just talking about how fit he is and how fast he is. And so yeah. I, I was like in my head planning this route and everything. And uh, then when I get to the where I meet him you know his parents are like oh yeah I'm like oh where's where's uh, your son is and he's like oh he's right here and his dad's kind of like moves moves to the side and yeah. all of a sudden you see this tiny little kid and you're, he's like 12 years old yeah. and yeah 11. 11 11 yeah and I thought to myself like oh man like okay well we're gonna have to kind of change this for sh this route for sure because this will be yeah. too difficult for an 11 year old and I mean I took him out on the trails and it was unreal I didn't have to slow down i didn't have to i mean it was it was amazing you know and uh it was yeah. so fun to ride with a kid that you can see just has such a strong passion for the bike and i mean he's got a, such a great family and support behind him yeah. that it's so cool yeah 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 the passion's there you know but you know himself and his family they all love cycling and you know they just they're um very supportive and it 
in a good in a great kind of support way you know some um, not not pushy or anything like that but they just love him and love that he enjoys the bike and you know yeah and so yeah i, I appreciate you taking the time that that he was uh absolutely thrilled. yeah man that's yeah. for yeah. me that's no yeah. problem you know going out and riding with yeah. new people and uh i just think to that kid and i always think back well i was that kid at one point and it's like you know if you if they look up to you in any type of way you know always kind of give them their attention like that that respect that i felt like I would have wanted as a kid or like some athletes gave to me as a kid and it made you, it yeah. changed your whole, <clears throat> I mean, you just realize that sometimes when you go for little rides like that for yourself, it might not be a big deal, but for your child, it's everything, you know? And I just hope that one day, like there's someone my daughter looks up to that, you know, I can ask like, Hey, can you do something like that for, yeah. you know, uh, teach my daughter yeah. this or that. And then you're able to pass that on. And to me, that's just, passing on good energy you know you do good yeah i feel like good comes back yeah. absolutely absolutely that's great and uh thank you and thanks thanks for the um the next stage podcast uh the buff the uh that's awesome yeah man the yellow like yeah it's great i've worn it a bunch of times yeah people yeah gotten some of the good good comments on yeah it. I, I need to ship them out to uh some of the other uh guests uh champion systems nice, whipped man. those up last year and they turned out way cool uh super and i was cool. like yeah you know send this out to tyler so no man super excited and uh yeah i just kind of want to hear what you're up to you know let you kind of tell your story from what you've been up to you know oh yeah since yeah i mean um you know let's see i mean i don't know how far back do you want to go man well i mean here, I moved up here's here. what I, here's where i was yeah. super excited to get you on the podcast and talk to you you know like was when on when I was on your podcast, you mentioned that seven years ago or around seven years ago, you started meditating and you went to a, yeah. uh, like a retreat to meditate and yeah. learn. And because yeah. yes. I was telling yeah. you about how much I believe in meditation and how it's yeah. changed my life. And that's yeah. and I feel like anytime you're you I just introduced meditation to my mom. And at that time, she was desperate for help or needed. And sure. I feel like that's. Sure meditation hits you when you are almost desperate for it you know so yeah. maybe it go <clears throat> absolutely maybe start the absolutely. story there yeah what yeah you, you know i mean we'll go back you know i wrote this you know book controversial book called the secret race that that came out in like i think the middle of 2012 so good you know and, and it was oh thanks man you know it was uh i'm proud of writing the book i'm not necessarily so proud of what's in there but yeah it's a it was a it took a lot of energy to write that thing. And, you know, with the help of uh, co-writer Dan Coyle, you know, it was about two and a half years of work. And then, you know, after that, it was kind of like a, a bit of a, just a circus. Um, and I feel like, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, I, I was like, I need, I need to like, just take a break. And I'd heard great things about this, um, about this meditation practice called Vipassana, V-I-P-A-S-S-A-N-A. Um, and, uh, it's like a ten, like they have all sorts of different, um, lengths, lengths of like retreats, uh, getaway meditations. This one, like the, their, uh, ideal one, I think was this 10 day silent meditation retreat and they have them all over the world. Uh, my buddy went to India to do his, his, uh, his wife went and did one, um, in, uh, West in, uh, in the state of Washington. And I, I, uh, 
when they, they when they both got back, they just ranted and raved about it. And I'm like, that's what I need. That's what I need. And so I went off and did it. Never meditated, you know, for for a second in my life. And man, it was just an incredible journey. You know, these ten days. Uh, by no means was it easy. The I'd say the first um, first probably three to four days were I'd say pretty difficult. But then it just everything just. Um, I don't know. It, all the difficulties went away, and it was like it was almost like uh, I went in, and the, with my my head was like a muddy river. And when I came out, you know, it was by the end, it was just clear. You know, you could see all the way to the bottom, kind of thing. And it was just magical. And uh, yeah, that was I think that was in around 2015 or so. And um, yeah, it just really opened my eyes to like, you know, what's beneath what's beneath it all, and how beautiful it is when you kind of. Um, step when you take some time to just kind of listen to your breath and, and slow down and uh, yes and see what's beneath it all man it was magical it was absolutely magical um but you know they the, you know say, but you know then then fast after the 10 days you know but you go back into normal life and it can be kind of a a hard reality going back um, but just learning the the lessons that I learned in there you know I, for a while I was meditating for like an hour in the morning an hour at night but you know, life gets in the way. And before I knew it, I was, you know, wasn't meditating at all. Um, but I, but I always come back to it. And honestly, TJ, after speaking with you that on our podcast, uh, you know, you got me back into it and that, yeah, I, I spend about 10 to 15 minutes a day meditating and, uh, it's just wonderful. It's wonderful. It's a good way to, it's a great way to start your day. You know, they say, you know, wake up in the morning, you know, drink, Am I still there? So you broke up. Yeah, you broke up there. Yeah, you I said uh, you wake up in the morning and uh, drink some water. I apologize. Yeah, someone was calling me. Um, yeah, I mean it's like you know wake wake up in the morning. And people say you know drink a drink a glass or two of water. You know, same thing with meditating. If you can spend whatever ten or fifteen minutes just in a quiet space, you know, breathing slowly, listening to your breath, it, it's a good way to start your day. An amazing way to start your day. You know, instead of having your day dictated by whatever you read on your cell phone or on your on your uh, in your email or whatever, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, like, for example, today. Yeah, it's a busy day. It's Monday. And um, yeah, lots of stuff going on. But, you know, before you you jump into the chaos, you have, um, you know, a magical 10, 10 or 15 minutes of like peace and quiet. And it's a good way to start your day. You start, I think, really grounded and. I think it makes you make better decisions throughout your day, stay calmer, stay kind of more in the moment. I don't know. I'm sure you can speak about that as well, TJ, but it's just, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. But I appreciate you kind of mentioning it, you know, what it was that, a couple months ago, and, you know, kind of made me realize, you know, you, you don't need to spend two hours a day doing it or even an hour a day, a day doing it, but even five or 10 minutes is great, you know, and um, anything you can get in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 But it, and it's crazy because once you get it in, you, you just are you realize, well, why I need to do more. Yeah. Like, and yes. Yeah. Every day. That's honestly my biggest regret is not meditating more. Yeah, really. That's and it's crazy because <clears throat> that napping, I found that like this self-care, this you just you're able to like like you kind of said, clear those muddy waters and uh I don't know. I mean, I think you could go into and the talk about your emotions prior to meditation, because I think it's like 
sometimes with daily life, we get so jaded and blurred with that we're even treading water. You know what I mean? Like, right. we don't we don't realize, oh, man, we're treading water right now when we should be floating. Yeah. You know, or we yeah. should be enjoying this river, you know, or we should be enjoying this moment. And we allow that treading water to feel normal. And the daily stress, I feel like, will just build and build in this, like, this need for, I felt like, at least for me last year, uh, you know, just quitting kind of racing, having it all land on, all right, doing yeah. my own thing and leaving that protected contract, that protected job where, all right, you're going to get a, a paycheck every, you know, to just pursue like nothing. And then for a lot of people, like they don't realize like, yeah, for the first part of the year, I didn't get paid anything, you know, and uh you know i was able to sell some art uh but at the beginning of the year it was a bit slow last year and my mind was just like i remember i had so much stress and anxiety yeah. and yeah i look back now and i'm just think it's so silly like you know and one thing i can say it's silly you know to talk about oh man to worry about money but i get it like why people wor worry about it because you worry I, I was so stressed to take care of my family yeah yeah you know yeah. i felt this you know, deep pressure that, oh, I need to perform. I need to get money. I need to get a paycheck. And I just then it turned me into someone I didn't like. I was just then wet, just, you know, always anxious, always. Yeah. And yeah. You're tr you, I would go out I, uh, to the point where I couldn't even go and enjoy a bike ride, actually, because I just would just be so stressed. I would just, yeah. the, it would just make me even more stressed. And it was funny the first time I was introduced to meditation, my wife, was like oh let's go do this like date day uh this saturday let's go do this guy's wim hof at the yeah, reservoir nice. that's great that's great and i was like i've seen i had heard of it and i had tried uh one of his uh youtube videos one time and liked it but i wasn't consistent with it and i went and did it and it's crazy as you're doing it you're getting after you're doing the breath work you get in this freezing water and i think it was like 40 degrees uh, that day yeah and there was a group of 15 of us and majority of it were like elderly people you mm -hmm. know and i'm here with my ego massive coming off of racing massive coming off of like just that kind of ego cess as an athlete yeah and i i only lasted about five minutes in the water and i jump out thinking i was normal and like trying to come up with an excuse basically and you look around and you realize there's no excuse there's other people sitting in that water right and that's just because mm -hmm. they had defeated this the anxiety in their mind you realize like yeah. wow my body is actually you know physically it's fitter physically it's healthier but yet my mind is in such a you know it's such a mess that you know i i need to work on that and that was such a kind of reality check where i was like wow you know, and it started slowly, like 10 minutes every day. And then now it's built to where, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, try to do a morning and an evening. But Good for yeah, you. that's, Good that's, for you. if I, if I miss that, that's my biggest kind of regret for a day, you know, is, and I realize now that that's what causes so much of that stress is just my own mind. Oh yeah. I mean, we're obsessed by thought, right? You're it's, con we're constantly thinking like, right. I mean, even this morning, I'm like, I'm speaking to TJ in a few hours. I'm, you know, I'm definitely meditating this morning. And yeah. You're like, okay, here I go. You know, and then you're all of a sudden, you're, oh, what do I have to do today? And you're thinking, you're like, wait a minute. 
I'm supposed to be thinking about my breath right now, you know? Yeah, but, man. But yeah, you, you know, gently go back to that thought and back to your thinking about your breath. And, you know, that's all part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, it's a great, I mean, it's, I love it. And I, I wish I had learned it when I was younger, you know, it could have helped me a lot as a, how do you think as an athlete, it could help me, you know, during my heart, difficult times. Oh, so, you know, been so good during those difficult days and yeah, but, but now, how do you, how do you feel like you would have applied it then? Oh, I just Just, think, I think it just would have really helped me kind of, you know, I mean, I had a lot of, for for sure, a lot of anxiety, you know, depression at times. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty rough. I mean, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't wish that. I don't have any, I don't think I have any enemies, but I wouldn't w- wish it on my enemy, on my worst enemy, you know, or any, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, stuff. I mean, I'm gl- glad I, you know, made it through and I feel very lucky and fortunate, but, um, but yeah, you know, something like that would have helped me significantly, like meditation and, you know, but, I, but I was very fortunate, you know, it's sure. I didn't know how to meditate at the time, but I, I was very lucky at a, you know, super supportive family behind me and, friends and all that you know there are some some people that got caught up in similar situations to me who didn't have the best you know support system and you know some of them aren't aren't around today because of that and that's that stinks do you you, do you i mean you talk this what do you do any work or do you help any or talk to people that suffered with depression or oh yeah yeah tons 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 yeah. You go to like places and uh, what, what I feel like that's a, I mean, I mean everyone seems to go through it at some time you, in their life, whether it's like a situational depression or, or they suffer with clinical depression, but do you feel you like know, a lot that, of people go through that's it? A, yeah. I mean, a For lot of sure. people, everyone, man, yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. someone says they've never, they're lying. You, you kidding me? Like, yeah. And especially, I, you know, during this last year, I've talked to a lot of athletes, you know, you know, Top, top cyclists that are you know you know should be super excited about where they are in their life and yeah they're suffering they're suffering yeah. i mean during, during this time of covid it's been you know difficult everything's been compromised and yeah anxiety depression's been uh well i mean a, an exa- a great example yeah is i mean the olympic year was supposed to be last year you're an athlete who's been training yeah. four years for this goal you know, and you see how younger riders come up so quickly as well. So, yeah. it, therefore, when the Olympics is pushed back even more, those younger riders get it to age, you know, where then they're performing at a higher level where you would have been at, you know. So, sure. or there's like, all, so, yeah, and there's all these depressions of like, you can't train, you put all this work in it. I mean, I feel like that was something I really struggled a lot when I was younger to talk about. Oh, yeah. I felt like I was always kind of looked at uh especially in my and just like personality wise as like the happy always positive guy and like you didn't really talk about you yeah. know negativity or depression or like on like or you're killing yourself honestly man like or like and i know it sounds like crazy but it's like man i'm now like i can always be open now i feel like with that where it's like having those thoughts in your mind that's yeah that's yeah. that i've talked to so many athletes and we've, it's been amazing how we we could openly talk about that you know openly talk about like where you've had dark thoughts about like oh man maybe you know that's just a thought and you know it's nothing you want to act on but it's like i think it's so important in today's society to actually communicate 
actually being able to talk about, you know, how bad it sucks to feel bad, you know, how bad it sucks to feel that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, but a lot, you know, a lot of us, you know, myself back, back then included, like, you know, we suffer in silence and just, you you know, that's what you do, you know? Yeah. uh, But yeah, you don't, you don't have to do that. I mean, you know, back, back when I was racing over there in Europe, you know, it felt a little bit different, you know, when I was first uh, like diagnosed with depression, like, you know, I, there was, I was like, you know, a, a team leader on this team CSC, you know, mm-hmm. my uh, director was Bjorn Reese and it was, uh, and I, uh, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I, I thought it would be showing like, um, showing being, if, if I let the team know what was going on, I don't know, I, I felt like I was going to let the team down and I felt, um, kind of ashamed of it so you feel like the team so, yeah it was a total wouldn't understand as well like well you know expecting all these riders to you know ride for me and you know a big race like you know liege baston liege or in the tour de france or tour of romandy and you know yeah i was i was afraid they would think you know um they'd look at that know, as weakness yeah, as a weakness yeah 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 um i think how, it's come a long ways you? it's I was uh, probably around 30. That was like 2003. Like, I'm gonna, you know, my biggest year in my career in terms of results, 2003, was, you know, it was at the end of that season where I was like, I had to go see a doctor in Boston. You know, my wife at the time, Haven, was like, yeah, I think it's, I think you should go speak to somebody, you know. And, and you know, that was so helpful. Right straight away, it was like, boom, he made it, that made a huge difference, talking to somebody. Just speaking then, to someone. Yeah, yeah. And then I was on medication probably for about a decade. Man. Yeah, and, then, and then I finally got to the point where I'm like, I think I can do it without and, you know, just focus on you know, a healthy lifestyle. And, and yeah, I think, I think I stopped in like 2014, you know, but, but so grateful that, that I had that, had uh, a medication that could help and, and uh, yeah. It, 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 you know, it got me through the weeds for sure, for sure. And then, you know, talk therapy was great. And, you know, I don't do that now, but I should, you know, to have, you know, being able, be, being able to talk to somebody is, uh, it's really healthy. It's, know? I mean, I think everybody should do it once a month, you know? Oh but, man. But, you know, life gets in the way and you get busy and, you, you know, you put sometimes your, yourself on the back burner, but. Yeah. It's um, but, yeah. I, when I was, that was, I think the biggest turning point in my career when I in twenty in twenty sixteen I started um seeing a sports psychologist. Yeah, great. And it costs a lot for yep. an hour, but yep. I yeah. I don't regret that I you know, I've I've I bought a lot of things in my life and spent a lot of money, you know, and it's like that's something I've never ever regretted, you know, spending money on was going to those sessions because I mean I wish I could see him now. Uh now I live a little bit farther. Uh, but just yep. the, bu- just the base that he helped me build and, the, you know, realizing again, like how strong your mental is. Um, yeah. it's just, it's incredible how I use it every day, you know, just, yeah. and it, it's incredible how, you know, with through meditation or, you know, that kind of yoga or Buddhism or like that, they, they kind of promote that same thing. I feel like where it's like help, you oh, know, yeah. protect your mental health and, uh, and I think, like you said, doing that once a month with someone, I feel like having that vulnerability to be able to speak to someone, you know, maybe that's not your partner as well, to open up about, yeah. you know, and just talk about. And it's, it's, I found actually that the more vulnerable I am, I find 
then people open up a lot more around me as well. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I think that's just like, you know, I think if they see that you're being honest with yourself and being true to who you are, then they realize, okay, then you can start putting down those walls. And it's interesting talking to people that you can tell just have so many layers and walls and walls. And uh, it's just refreshing to speak to someone that, you know, will give you a fresh take on everything. And, you know, I love it. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're not happy, if you don't have your, if you don't have your mental health under control, if you're not happy, you know, you have really have nothing, you know? So it's like, you've got to focus on that and like focus on what makes you happy. And, you know, everything else can take a back seat, you know? Yeah, and, man. Uh, for sure. For sure. So you got to take care of yourself, right? Yeah. Every and then, day. And then, then I think as you said, like when you're happy, then you, you know, then you share that happiness and, and love and you pass that on to others, you know? You do that yeah. all the time. You do that all yeah, the time. Yeah, man. So, I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, so, it's great. What do you? I try to do the same. I try to do the same. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. what are you? So what are you been up to right now? What have you been doing? What uh, you're? I know you're coaching yeah. a little bit. Uh, yeah, I have a small coaching business. Yeah, I've had that since like '09, since I stopped racing. Um, so that's called Tyler Hamilton Training. Yeah. Uh, but my big focus is I work for a money manager down in Denver now. Uh, it's called the Black Swift Group. Oh no yeah. way. Yeah, so it's kind of been a, like a you know midlife career change. Um, when did that start? That started about let's see, this July I think will be like two years. So, um, so yeah, it's been a steep learning curve, but it's been uh, it's been I, I love it. I'm, it's it's fantastic to help people, um, and uh, it's a great organization. Um, I get down there usually for uh, like one work week uh, once a month. So I live here in Missoula, Montana, but I fly down to Denver. Oh, no way. There. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. I did pass my Series 65 exam, which, you know, I hadn't studied since, you know, really since I was at CU Boulder back in the early 90s. So, yeah. What, um, what was that like? That, uh, what, what... that was a hard test. For me, it was a hard test. You know, some people, it's a little bit easier, but I don't know. I had to study my tail off for sure. But well, it was really for, nice uh... to, to, to pass it and all that. But yeah, so I'm on the business development side of things. And um, yeah, it's been fun. You know, I have to do a lot of networking. I speak to a lot, you know, I'm on the phone a lot every day and a lot of Zoom calls. And I mean, how'd you stumble yeah. though? Yeah. Like, what was that point where you just woke up one day? Like, what were you, you know, yeah, like, you know, how do you yeah. go from racing, yeah. like high end, like yeah. normally, again, cyclists, when they retire, it's you find something still in the industry or, yeah i mean yeah. like you said yeah. you totally took another route and what was well that? initially not initially you know i just i was like I, the only thing i know is cycling because like you know i i was you know three and a half years into my uh into college there at cu boulder and then that's when i had the chance to ride on the u.s national team so i dropped out of school i was like yeah i'll do this for a year and then go finish finish up school and you know then the next year i was i signed my first pro contract and then I was like, I'll go back next year, you know, after I'll do this for one, one more year. And then, then I kept, that kept happening and that kept happening. And then, you know, before I knew it, you know, I was racing in the Tour de France and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, so when my career ended, it was like, what am I going to do? It was like, oh, I, I know nothing except cycling. So yeah, I, I started a coaching business initially. And a lot of people do that. Um, uh, and I've really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that because it's, it's great to help people as you know, and, uh, but since, you know, but 
so that was in 09. And then um, I think it was 2015. Was, I got my real estate license. You know, I tried to sell real estate here in Missoula. And I, that just was, you know, I did that for one year. And that just wasn't me. Yeah, that sounds. Um, you know, I've done some public speaking, uh, a lot of. You know, I got a lot of interest after, you know, that after that book came out, The Secret Race, you know, so I've traveled kind of all over the world doing some public speaking. Really? What? Yeah. What, you what know, will they hire you that, to talk about? The good, the bad, I'd say mostly the ugly, you know. So, yeah, whatever they want, want you know, every, every audience is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, I talk about, um, you know, a lot of the lessons that I learned and, you know, kind of where my career how it started and where it went mm -hmm. and, and you know the yeah a lot of the ugly uh, uh, ugliness of it um but you know it's nice to move on from that and, and now now i have a yeah i mean once in a while i'll do a, a, a i'll still do a talk once in a while but do you find like talking about it almost it's helpful yeah so helpful almost yeah it and eventually numbs yeah. it where you're, yeah no i mean maybe i mean at first it would numb it a little bit, but now it's just, it's nice. It just feels like it just um, it kind of clears your your whole being a little bit. And I don't know. It's nice to talk openly and not feel like you have to hold anything back. I mean, for a long time in my life, I had to, you know I kind of had two different lives. You know, if when certain subject matters came up, you know, I, I had to you know be a little bit of a different person. And it's nice to be able to just be open. And you know, I speak to a lot of like kids, and you know, I've, you know, in the past I've done a lot of talks in school elementary schools and high schools and yeah you know kids are brutal they ask the tough questions they ask the tough questions yeah i love uh, it I but love it's it. good it's good i need it and you know it's you gotta you gotta work on uh educating the youth you know and i think of you know i've, I've done a lot yeah a lot of speaking in in front of uh kids and yeah kind of eating a lot of humble pie it's like man you know i i, I, re I really messed up you know? <laughs> man no <laughs> I mean, but no, no, it's all good. All good. Like, you know, I've forgiven myself and, you know, it's, it was a, a shitty situation. It was a, sh you know, shitty time and a shitty situation. And, um, you know, glad to make, make it through and glad to, you know, learned a lot of lessons and I can you know, pass those lessons on. Yeah. You know? But I find that and, the uh, craziest thing is you say all this and, uh, you know, I, I wasn't like this in my, in my past, but, you know, you say this now and talk about your past as like, oh man, I did this, I did this, but you're forgetting that everyone who's listening or everyone who's ever listened to you or everyone who has ever had a heartbeat has had shitty times or has done something shitty or has been a bad person, like, or has done a bad thing. Like every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm yeah. just, uh, I just like you just were in us you just were in you just were one of those people that were just like in the spotlight you know what i mean like imagine if some other stranger's life was put in the spotlight you're gonna see they're good they're bad and ugly oh yeah oh yeah no i, like, I mean my life was you know spread out everywhere yeah you know was, you know that was that was a hard that was pretty hard so it's just like hard. i you know and i talked uh, i said the same thing kind of to david miller like i just think you know I, I just feel like I feel bad because I, I, I hear you guys speak and you can hear that like little, re you know, obviously regret, but. Oh, the regret. Yeah. And sure, it's like, you sure, can hear sure. the pain and you're just like, you just, you, I just, I just feel like, man, I just hope everyone knows like everyone 
eventually everyone does something bad in their life like everyone yeah like you're kidding yourself if you don't and like i just think it's so important like talking it and being able to talk about openness and you know oh yeah i messed up here i did that wrong or it's like like my heart used to be so full of like envy and jealousy and like full of like i would be like what man like i should be racing world tour i should be doing this all this and then now i realize like through just meditation and calming my mind and everything i just realize like i'm where i'm supposed to be like i'm doing my bet and like yeah if i was somewhere else like let's say i was racing in the world tour or you know i would lose that freedom to be able as be as creative as i am now you know i wouldn't have time to go paint a mural i wouldn't have time to do all this and realizing that man just we're different stages in our lives and like you know what who i was then or who i am now it's like it it created who i am now you know what i mean and like yeah you're now yeah, this incredible yes. person from everything you do like the way you know when i rode with that kid you coach and just the way him yeah. and his family yeah. speak about you and how highly they praise you and you know and same thing like i actually told i was supposed to go ride with someone today and i you know i was like oh man i have this podcast i'm doing with tyler uh hamilton and he's like dude oh man he's so rad tell him how much i love i just finished his book uh you know and i honestly through meditation and i know i keep bringing that up and and through my art this last year i've realized that the more vulnerable we are like all the time and open and honest then better art is created you know what i mean and so like your vulnerability and honesty oh can you hear me up you uh, you said honest and you said better and then you oh your your vulnerability and honesty uh you know it always creates better art and that's why i think a lot of people can resonate with your book because you know it, it has like all the ups the downs the uglies like you said and like i think uh, I, for me i like that i like because to me that's real life you know i like seeing the good the bad and ugly in through artwork you know or seeing the me- yeah. i like i i through <clears throat> art i know that messiness creates beauty you know yeah uh yeah and i like i said i just uh yeah that's that's just in my opinion is i love i like hearing about people's past you know and hearing about you know uh, lessons i've learned you know uh just because i think we all can learn from everything you know oh yeah i'm so grateful for all the lessons i've learned and you know who i am today and yeah what was what was the hardest thing that hit you it was really nice Oh, they hit yeah, me. what was the hardest lesson that you feel like really hit you? And like you woke up and you're like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I need to, you know, I, I need to release. Re- like, what's the, like, I know that feeling when you wake up and you're like, you know what? I need to release this in my heart. And when you do, it just feels like you're like, what was I doing holding on to that? Oh, yeah. I mean, telling the truth was, you know, I fought that for as hard as I could with everything I had, you know. And find, you know, is that federal, really that federal investigation way back when, I think it started around 2010. And that was like, that was when I was like, started really, you know, I always thought, oh, you know, I need to tell, should tell the truth about this whole thing. And then, but I, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to let people down and, you know, 
old team, you know, teams that I was on. People were going to get affected if I told the truth. But then, and I just kept telling myself I was, you know, I was lying for a good reason. And then I really got forced to tell the truth. And it was just a huge, huge wake up call because my life changed dramatically since that moment. You know, the first time I told the truth really was in front of a federal grand jury, you know. Oh. Whoa! I know, I know. That I makes know. you like sick to your stomach, just feeling that. Oh, like, yeah. can you, what, what, what was oh, that? Yeah. Did yeah. you get what? Like, what was? The, did they call you up and or send you? A- yeah, Jeff. Remember that guy, Jeff Davidson? Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. FBI. FBI. <laughs> he, yeah, he reached out. I mean, yeah, it got real. It got real. It got real serious. That's not your I local mean, PD anymore, or your the no, like local no. cops in France, or. Yeah, but it was a huge, huge blessing in disguise, you know, huge. And uh, I mean, I went into that that Los Angeles courtroom kind of kicking and screaming a bit like I didn't want to tell the truth. You know, I mean, they offered me to come in and do a proffer, which is like you come in volunteer voluntarily and you have a lawyer by your side. I'm like, no, volunteer. I'm not volunteering for anything. Like that's how I was just too stoic, too hard headed. So, yeah, they subpoenaed me. So, like, you're forced to go in. Forced to go in. So, yeah, I mean, I ha- it was like I backed up to the edge of that cliff, and it was either, like, tell the truth or jump. And, um, yeah, I mean, I told the truth for seven hours, and it was super cathartic. And, Jeez. You know, I went, in, I went in with, like, a 100-pound backpack, and when I got out, you know, it was, like, it was gone. It was gone. So, yeah. You know, obviously there were a lot of consequences to pay, you know, since then. And, and there were a lot, I mean, there were a lot, it wasn't all, you know, roses since that moment, but my life changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being open and honest since that moment moving forward was, could be the focus of my life. What? You know? Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, I feel lucky. I feel lucky that all happened. You know, that's, I don't know if everyone, <laughs> everyone feels that way, but for me personally, yeah. 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 I can't even imagine having, you know, the FBI, I'd be knocking and, you know, I mean, just imagine if someone like, again, people jump on your back, but imagine if that was a normal person and they said, we're going to subpoena you to tell us your darkest truth or your, you know what I mean? Like it just like freak you out, you know, all that. And it's, uh, again, I think people jump to so many conclusions when they're, they don't see perspective, you know, they don't see you know, if you don't walk in someone else's shoes, I just always feel like you have no right to judge. And I didn't always, again, I didn't always feel that way. Uh, sadly, like, I would always kind of... No, I, under, I understand. And, like, yeah. I just... Yeah. But now I just believe, like, we are the people we are, you know? And, uh, and well, actually, that kind of ties in with you talking about telling the truth. And, like, uh, I want to now talk about, like, let's go back to your... Re- going to that retreat. When you did that retreat... Oh, yeah and the first day or when they what was that experience like obviously you you don't like i want to know did they like make did they make you tell the truth to them too as well did they make you tell like what oh, you're no. suffering no, it was all si- it was si- it was a silent med- no no so you just showed up the whole thing you, you show up and you listen to your breath for 10 days basically you know yeah oh wow I mean, there's some there's some guidance along the way but that's what i did and, what you know, is I, I think maybe it was a blessing in disguise that I didn't have any like past um, yoga ex- so uh, sorry meditation experience 
Um, so I just did exactly what they said. And I don't know, I think it really worked well for me. And, you know, by the end, I felt like I was just on some huge wave surfing. And you said you the know, first just, four days were yeah. hard. Was that because you felt like your thoughts were just almost driving you crazy like what what's that like uh yeah you're well you're thinking a lot and then you're trying to sit you know you're sitting in these like um uh, meditation hall in this big meditation hall and you're you get your you know i i have a bit of that cycling posture where my back bends a little bit so like you know a lot of back pain and all that you know having to sit that was kind of one of the hardest part like sitting that much for 10 days you know in that position you know either cross-legged or kind of sitting kind of uh, knees forward kind of sitting on your feet um that that was hard so there was a lot of like physical pain and yeah that that was hard and just sit you know i'd never spent that much time kind of just in one place just sitting there focusing on your breath and you, what, what time would you wake and up obviously obviously you start thinking and then you're like oh gotta get back to just focusing on my breath you know and then you start thinking again and then you gently get yourself back to think focusing just on your breath it's um, wake up call was like 5 a.m kind of thing you meditate for a couple hours and have breakfast um and you go back you lot meditating throughout the whole what day. was yeah you'd have little breaks where you could go for a little walk or something like that really good food the food was amazing uh and it's and you know what it's totally free at the end of the 10 days you can um you can make a donation and, you know, pay it really? forward to the, you know, the, the next group come in. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if times are tough and you can't, you know, you don't have to pay a, a cent. If, if, That's incredible. Uh, you don't have it, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd recommend yeah, it to everybody. I'm super, everybody. I'm super interested. It sounds phenomenal. Yeah. You can, I, I know they do, you know, day, um, day long ones and also like three day ones. This, this one was a 10 day silent meditation retreat and, and you great. just felt like yeah. I need to do. Find, if you can find that, yeah. If you can find the ten days, it's it's so worth it. So worth not... it. it was a little bit hard coming out of it because all of a sudden you got to you're back to reality and back to you know a busy life. Um, but yeah, I try to find the time. You know, an hour in the morning, an hour at night. And, you know, obviously since then I haven't haven't kept up on that. But um, you know, just knowing it, you have that in your back pocket. It, it's a um, a useful uh, tool yeah it's great it's great and underneath it all underneath all that those thoughts and anxieties and stress there's like this beautiful you know river flowing within each and every one of us yeah what what was one of your almost i guess biggest epiphanies wow because you you had to have some i feel like 10 days with just nothing nothing i mean where you just what was what was kind of your biggest like thought coming out of it like this is what i'm gonna do to like was there something that, that you're like oh i'm gonna change this in my life i'm gonna apply this um i mean coming out of it like i don't i just i think coming out of it i was like i'm okay you just I'm felt okay. rested like yeah i i've had a lot of you know the last decade was pretty stressful uh but like and like i don't know i didn't really know where i was a little bit i felt a little bit lost and all that and um I came out of it and I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, and you know, um, and, and I still had a lot of question marks with like what I was doing with a career or this or that relationship. But, you know, but I was like, regardless, I'm going to be okay. I knew it. I knew it. And I know, yeah, I know it to, to this day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
So I don't know, just the it's it's kind of hard to to describe, but it was a yeah great. It was the best thing I've ever done just for myself. I've said that out loud. To, no, times. I totally, I totally you know, agree. Bike racing in a way like sports was always, you know, as a kid, sports were all, I want to make my parents proud. So like I tried extra hard to make my parents proud. And I think that continued, you know, when I started as a young adult, started cycling. Yeah. That's, that's something I, I had a great conversation with so, uh, David Miller about that, about kind of, you know, the reason I got into cycling and exactly that, what you said, you know, cause you know, you just want to make your parents proud, you know, your family proud, your, your brother proud, yeah. you know, you sure you're, sure. and then you realize you're able, you're able to do some things that they, you know, they're not, or, and they want, they would, they would think it, you know, is amazing. And as a young kid, you're not able yet, you're not exposed yet to the world to truly know what is your dream and passion. And it's not a bad yeah. thing. It's just, cause again, you're, you can't, there's no way a child can totally be exposed you know, to the world yet at that point, you know? And so you're kind of growing up with this childhood dream that is basically as well built from your parents. Uh, I feel like, I mean, not always your parents, maybe yeah. any role models, I feel like that kind of help you choose that direction. Uh, and then I feel like once, as I was getting there, you know, I felt like, you know, oh, I'm signing for BMC, you know, I, I felt like I was supposed to be happier than I was. And then you get there and you're like, okay, what next, you know, and then you're doing yeah. a stagiarship with BMC or you're signing with Hincapie or you won the best young riders yeah. jersey, at, you know, tour of Utah. And you're like, well, okay, it's cool in that moment, but then it, it feels like nothing afterwards, you know? And like, yeah, you know, the, the, the ceremony, the, you know, the podium ceremony is over and then what's next. What's and next, it, what's the next? only thing it's that's constant. next it's is, constant to do it again and if you don't do it again yeah you feel like for me the honestly the worst part was i would just be crushed uh thinking about the phone call you know calling my brother or my dad to tell them you know about you know maybe how a race and to go as planned and it's like it's crazy because when i look back now that's absolutely like ludicrous that i would be having those feelings or emotions that my parents would be disappointed in me because as a parent now you realize like man are you kidding me like i'm proud of my daughter for pooping her pants you know like yeah, yeah you're yeah. just always you just love your child you know and now i know that now i know how much like my parents just like are crazy in love and you know that growing up as well but i feel like you feel like you have to prove something as a kid like that and you have this ability to travel the world and you're like i said li everyone's saying you're living the dream you know, but then right. now I'm living my, I'm actually living my dream. I'm not living the dream that they built. Now, and yeah. it's crazy. Yes. I get to wake up and nothing, I feel, you know, like last two, three days, I haven't even ridden my bike. I've just been painting, you know, or yeah. just Good, been yeah. resting, you. you know, or meditating and, or like the last month, like working on the mural and it, that's allowed me to really fulfill what my love and passion is and my dream. And, I think that's kind of hard sometimes to shake off of what is our dream or what is the perception of the dream that we're supposed to chase, you know, whether that be money or, you know, this job, you know, I think we always feel like, okay, if I go to school, I'll get this job and then I'll make this much money and then I can get promoted and make this much money and then I can buy this house and this boat and like, yeah. 
and that'll equal happiness. <laughs> yeah. It, it's crazy because, <clears throat> yeah. like you said, how you, yeah. I loved how you said you felt like you're just okay. Like you're going to be okay. And that's, yeah. that's how I yeah. feel with, through meditation is I no longer stress about, I, oh, I need to sell another painting. Oh, I need to sign this sponsorship or, oh, I need to go to the, I just feel like, hey, if I just, if I'm doing what I'm doing, it's going to be okay. You know, you're going to, you know, and one thing I realize is, oh, I don't need to be, you know, painting or doing, when you're doing what you love, you can do that till the day you die, you know? Yeah. And if I can paint yeah. till the day I die, I could be selling artwork till the day I die, you know, and just be doing what you love. Absolutely. And it's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, uh, have you talked to Taylor oh, man. at all? Cause I mean, you guys sound, you guys in a way have a very similar path and it's, uh, it's nice to see you both. Like he seems like super happy. Yeah. Same and same with you, and good for the both yeah. Taylor, he he was honestly one of the biggest influences to start me down this path. Oh, is it's actually funny when I met him at Tour of Britain in 2016 when I was stagiering for BMC. Uh, yeah, I had I had not met he had, that was like one of his first few races back um, from his leg injury, and he had started painting. Okay, and I was painting uh, heavily that year as well. Like that's when I restarted painting and that allowed us to kind of have this, you know, bond and, you know, communicate, you know, toward Britain and be able to talk. Whereas before you want to really spoken much, you know, and that, and then he, we go to, I remember we went to tour, tour of, or uh, uh, the Japanese race, um, uh, the crit, I forget, but uh, uh, we okay. did that at the end of the year. And there was also, um, yes, Taylor was there and yeah, it was just amazing to, you know, he was like, man, you, you should pick up like meditation and do this. And then I didn't do it at the time. You know, I just thought like, okay, no, like I'm good. Like I feel happy. Like my life's good. Like I just thought I was better, you know, which is the foolish part. You think that yeah. you're the moment you start thinking you're good and you don't need it is when you really need it you know you think because that's when your ego has just gone past it and uh yeah he was actually my best man at my wedding and he's always <laughs> yeah oh, no way. Awesome. he's just been such awesome. a big influence in my in my life to you know help me down this path of meditation and finding just peace and like i remember at dirty kanza in 20 2019 when we were both there uh, we were hanging out the night before the race and he's like, yo man, what, what would you do? Like, if you, if you could do, if you, you, you know, if you could leave, what would you do? And I was like, man, if I had the money, I'd be doing this, 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 and this. Uh, and it was like basically the, the rough sketch of what imaginary collective is today and me doing creative work through my cycling and stuff and just building kind of partnerships like that. And a week later after Dirty Kanza, he calls me up and he's like, all right, man, I'm in. And I'm like, what? And, you know, you're like, okay, if Taylor's taking this risk to, and you know, he's serious about, you know, retiring and leaving the sport. Like, you know, he's serious. Yeah. And that then gave me the confidence to like, you know, really do it. And it was cool. Cause then, you know, we get to a point where we're like, you know what, like this, you, 
you, this is I need to do what it is for me you know I can't and he needs to do what it is for him and he just started actually this really amazing uh enduro team supporting ki- supporting I, kids in Girona and I just read that article so, so cool so cool and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I was just talking to him the other day about it and he just said it's just the most fulfilling thing you know he's never felt so fulfilled in his life and here's a guy who is at the Olympics, you know, and was fourth and yeah, <laughs> yeah fourth, in the TT. Yeah. yeah twi- that's twice, crazy. Twice. You know? Yeah. And yeah, has incredible. Yeah. fulfilled so many other things that so many people in their lives would be like, Oh wow, this is, you know, and now mm-hmm. what he's doing it. And that just shows like how simple it can be to find true happiness. Yeah. Uh, I'm really proud of him. You know, he's, his parents I, are great, and I know they're so pr- so proud of them. They're super good people. Yeah, again, knowing like Con- yeah, Connie yeah. and Davis, like they just—I I remember meeting them because I then, I and see in tw- the winter of 2016, Taylor d- had his first art show in Boulder, and I was like, "All right, okay. dude, I'm gonna fly out for it. That sounds awesome. I want to really support you. That's really amazing." And uh, yeah, I was at his his parents' house and everything. And it was just so cool to meet everyone and uh, just be able to see, you know, he's got that strong family bond, you know, just kind of the same as me and my parents and family. Uh, So it's really cool. Yeah, that's great. And I'm excited to follow along with, see what, see what, what paths you both. Man, you should, you should reach out to him. It's going to be, do you talk to him much? Oh, you know, I will. I will. You should totally reach out to him and say we we spoke and, uh, tell him how much okay, you love his new Enduro team, and uh, that'd be so cool. I mean, I, I think that's the thing people forget is like how easy it is to give a compliment, and it's how easy it is to say how much we love something. You know, like like a lot of times we'll just be like, oh, like I'll I'll do this, but man, it's so easy to just go and send a compliment, or you know, but we don't think too yeah. much into that now. Good point. I'm gonna I will yeah. reach out to him. But yeah, it's great to see what you guys are doing. And it's just like, you don't have to go this traditional path and you don't have to, you know, sit there and be unhappy if, if, if that's not for you. If, you know, racing at the World Tour is not for you, then there's plenty of other things you can do. You can use the bike. You can still use the bike in so many positive ways, right? That's what's so cool. I don't know. It's fun to just be a fan and see what everybody's doing. Like, I, I love seeing the, you know, the Pete Stetnas and like just the Colin Strickland. Colin Strickland, yeah, or uh, uh, Phil Justin Ryan. Williams. You know, like heck, just Justin Williams. Yeah, we we were teammates no on rock racing way back when. He, he was he was oh just a kid, gosh. you know. And I'm yeah, he's another kid that I'm so proud of. Like he's just done amazing things, and you know, that's so yeah. funny. It's great. It's fun. It's fun to watch. I feel like cycling's more. I don't know. I took some time away from it. Now I'm like, I feel like it's I'm a it's opened fan. up. I feel like at least like, I feel yeah. like the American scene where yeah. it's. I think we've realized because we've almost burned it down, you know, like American yeah. cycling, you know, teams are gone. Like it's, it's, it's gone. It's hard. And I think we realize, Oh wow. That's our own doing. That's from us, you know, yeah. putting rather than supporting each other, we were always putting each other down, you know, instead we should be building up each other's sure. achievements and, you know, but we'd be like, Oh man, that's not our team. We can't support them. We can't, you know, be, it's like, no, we're, yeah we want American cycling to grow in any form or fashion that just takes growth and being supportive as a community. And that doesn't mean like, and we should use a lot of people. That's the jealousy, you know, to be like supportive of others, but 
once you can be supportive as others, I feel like that helps up your game. You know, if you can push someone to push yeah, themselves sure. to the max, then that's only going to elevate yourself to create the absolute best, whatever that might be. You know, if you see this, yeah, this sure, team doing sure. that, you're like, you know what? All right. Instead of criticizing them, we should figure out a way to be, you know, up our game like that or vibe. So, yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another good story is like Ted King, like he retired. He thought he was done, you know, the next thing you know, he's like, you know, doing some work for, I think it was like Cannondale. Like, oh, they're like, go do this. I don't know what they said, a gravel event or a Grand Fondo or something. And next thing you know, he knows he's still, you know, competing and he's just, he's making it happen, making a life, you know, within cycling. Recreating so uh, an identity. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. He'd be a great. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. I really need to reach out to him and uh, have him on the podcast because with me doing gravel, I mean, he really started oh, that. Oh yeah, that wave, he, you yeah. know, and yeah, he start, you know, he won all those big races. He did everything, and uh, it'd just be great as well because with him racing in the world tour and making that jump over, and uh, even hearing what he's up to now, because that's yeah. that's honestly. Yeah. And it's not about, yeah, winning. It's not about winning, but it's just about, he's just a good positive influence. Well, that's why, like on the, yeah, that's why this podcast is as, as the a, next stage, a, you. you know, like on here, yeah. I didn't invite you on here to talk about the, everything from your past or their past racing or your, you know, it's about what you're doing now. I'm interested in your meditation, what the person you are now, you know, the people who we evolve into, you know, and what we can turn into yeah. you know i think that just helps inspire people to realize like oh you know what i was stuck at this desk job you know i can actually go out and achieve my dreams and i should you know or i should change this mentality Absolutely. uh but anyways i'm i'm just super blessed uh you know not call you a friend and uh you know have you on this podcast Hey, thanks for having me on. And I, I really appreciate you and I appreciate Thank you know, you. everything you're doing, everything you're doing. Yeah, it's great. You're really, uh, yeah, I just love your positivity and, you know, it's, it, Man, it's infectious. Thank you so much. That it really is. So, yeah, thank keep you. doing what I really you're doing. appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, and I look forward to meeting you someday and riding with you. And, yeah, I feel like we're. Dude, you have to get out buddies. here, you know, either that or Watch you know, out. I yeah, need oh, to yeah. get up to Montana and do, I know there's some, some gravel events for up sure. there. There, there's a event i think it's august 22nd and it's up uh, to the north of missoula oh, in a town called okay Whitefish. send me that and, info uh, it's a yeah and it's beautiful i will it my, I will. It's my brother's actually up in uh yeah, vacationing my, up in montana right now <laughs> yeah yeah oh I was cool like, what no way cool. that's awesome that's great so yeah that's great i need to get out up there yeah. uh i was talking to neil shirley uh about uh one oh, yeah, of the nice, races he nice. did i forget what it was uh i think he said it was closer near bozeman or something i don't know uh but he just said it was just gorgeous and awesome okay. so i uh, definitely need to put that on my calendar to roll on out there it'd be so fun to hang out so sweet tyler that'd be awesome that'd be awesome How, how's how's things with the dude imaginary it's it's good collective? man we're just good i mean doing events awesome. that we can uh we have a few events coming up uh hopefully the rule of three Good. in uh, May, end of May, and then probably the, the Crusher uh, and the Tusher here in Utah. Uh, nice. And, but, Good for you. Yeah, I've kind of – I've realized it was funny. Last year when I made the switch, I was still in that high racing mode where I was like, 
when I first put the calendar together before COVID hit, it was like three races a month. And it was just this crazy schedule where I was like still. And like now I realize like, man, I don't need to do three races every month or anything like that. Like I yeah. like that's the whole point of me, you know, doing what I'm doing is to be more with my family, to be focusing more on my artwork and uh, doing all that. And so uh, it's been cool. I think COVID really helped me with that to see that, oh, wow, you could just do a handful of races and be good, you know? So, no, yeah. I yeah. I really appreciate it. Good for you. So Good for you. Yeah. I'm glad you're, you're – it seems like you have your priorities in mm. order, and that's great. Thanks, man. It's great to see. Uh, yeah. Um, well, say hello to your Definitely. family. and. Uh, yeah, and it, awesome, awesome talking. Yeah, man. Is there a, like, a, I don't know if there's, a, you, you know, a way for people to reach out for you or your social media or uh, any way they can link up or uh, oh, I don't know if they're interested in coaching. Yeah, I mean, I do use a little bit. Yeah, um, I don't even know what my social media is. So I don't use it much, but I have, you know, I'll post on my every once in a while. But if you just um, type Tyler Hamilton. Yeah, in, uh, it's out there. Yeah, you can yeah. probably figure it out on Google. Yeah. And my, the coaching is Tyler Hamilton training. Yeah. My firm that I work for in Denver is the black Swift group. They're great. Awesome. Um, Tyler. Yeah. Really appreciate it, man. You have a great day and yeah. Lots of love to you and your family, man. All right. Yeah. Sending you love back. Thanks for having me on and I'll talk to you soon. TJ. Yeah.